This is Comics Coast to Coast. Everybody, this is Brian Dunaway, and you're listening to Comics Coast to Coast, episode 343, the Holiday Hoot Nanny with Hammond Show. So, this is our, we, we think we've got it figured out. We think this may be our fourth time around uh, with our holiday specials we do here on Comics Coast to Coast, where we get together with a few friends, usually Hammond, Chamberlain, and we talk about Christmassy things, usually animation, sometimes Christmas specials. Tonight, we're going to kind of talk a little bit about Santa and how he's represented in modern times and how he may have been represented in the past and whatever else we feel like talking about, because this is our Christmas gift to us, just having a hoot nanny. Joel Duggan, Star-Crossed Online and Forge Publishing. Joel. That is me, fresh from the minus 10 centigrade Sweet. outside air. That sounds It'll wake you up cool. in a heartbeat. I, w- I was tired today. And then I was coming home from running some Christmas errands, trying to get home in time for the show. And I can tell you that the walk uh, up my driveway was enough. I'll tell you right <laughs> to now. To wake me up. I bet it was. Did you see Santa while he was out? I did not. But that's mm. that's probably good because he'd be really, really early. Right. Well, it's the, it's the 13th that we're recording this. So I'm probably going out the 14th of December. We'll mm. just have to see how it goes with us tonight. Is not Matthew Deshar. Matt was having some computer problems. I know what he's asking for. For Christmas, I don't know, but maybe computer stuff. We'll see. MattTheWide.com, check it out. With us tonight is our special guest, returning guest, Hammond Chamberlain, jhammondc.com. Hammond, how are you? I'm great. I, I, You know, I was just thinking about this the other day about how lucky I feel that you guys let me into this little cabal of Christmas. Oh, my gosh. It's so good because, sure, we have a lot of art nerd friends, and you like art, and I think that plays well for us because you do create some art and you're very artistic and you create podcasts. You're a maker for sure, but it's nice to talk to somebody who loves art as much as I do. I know we have some commonalities in our uh, love for the 70s and 80s animation, uh, especially like some G-Force. G-Force! Oh yeah, love me some G-Force. Dang, Skippy. All right, so we're kind of on the same page as that kind of stuff, I believe. We'll see if we can still be friends after this episode of the holiday hoot nanny where we talk about Santa Claus and his many forms. What is Santa Claus? I don't know what he is. He's a freak is what he is. No, Santa Claus better known as uh, St. Nick, right? Chris Kringle, uh, father Christmas. I was doing a little research before we did the show because I think we're mostly going to focus on specials and how he's represented in uh, modern films and, and TV. Uh, but I wanted to do a little bit of digging to see how accurate that stuff was. So, Where'd I go? I went to the Wikipedia page on Santa Claus. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. So, you know, who knows how much stuff this is true, but I'll tell you one thing. He's got a big wiki page. That guy is popular, apparently all over the world. And uh, I learned some things, and I don't know who I need to believe because I I saw on the Wikipedia page, uh, there's an illustration by Thomas Nast from 1881. uh, And later, uh, that I shared in the chat room and I'll also share in the show notes. Uh, but it is the it is what we consider what the modern Santa Claus like, looks like. But I went to How Stuff Works as well and looked up some Santa Claus trivia because I also like How Stuff Works. And they had something even older from like 1801. And so I don't know who to believe. Who do I sh- who should I believe when it comes to Santa trivia? Who should I who should be my de facto source for Santa trivia? You guys, any ideas? 
I frankly think you go with how stuff works because Wiki gets edited by all kinds of people and some rogue elf might have just been up there just typing oh. all kinds of <laughs> malarkey. I like I like it a lot. So I'm gonna put I'm gonna put links to both of those uh sites and you can you can make your own decision. Now, Hammond, you had mentioned before the show you had a preconceived notion of what we what influenced the current look of Santa Claus. Do you wanna kind of tell your theory? Yeah, I had always heard that uh, the Coca-Cola company had a huge impact on the look of the traditional Santa here in the States. Right. And I don't know where I heard that or how that got stuck in my head, but I thought he was an advertising gimmick that Coke made up. You know, it feels right, right? That's what I think that's if you would have asked me just if you had randomly come to me and said, Brian, who 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 really formed how Santa looks now? I would definitely have said, oh, I'm pretty sure most of what I know about Santa Claus is from either the 40s and 50s. Uh, when all this advertising was going on and everything was being illustrated and they were just over the top, over the top saccharine. And uh, I don't, when you guys think Coca-Cola did that, do you guys have any idea? Any ideas? I have no idea. Coca-Cola first Santa. I'm looking it up. 50s, 60s? I'm actually thinking probably even like the late 30s, early 40s, maybe. Oh, really? Wow. Mm. Yeah. Uh, In 1942, Coca-Cola introduced Sprite Boy? What is that? <laughs> okay, so Santa has been featured in Coke ads since the 1920s. This is according to Coca-ColaCompany.com. Wow. I don't know if this is their official site or not, but it looks official. Uh, so they begin uh, as Christmas advertised in the 1920s with sh- uh, shopping-related ads and magazines like the Saturday Evening Post. First Santa ads used a strict-looking clause in the vein of Thomas Nast. Hi! We heard that guy's name before. Right. Very good. But you're right. In the second to that, Coca-Cola helped shape the image of Santa. In 1931, the company began placing Coca-Cola ads in popular magazines. Archie Lee, the DRC, advertising agency executive working with the Coca-Cola company, won the campaign to show a wholesome Santa who is both realistic and symbolic. Hmm. Wait a minute. A wholesome Santa? What We had like a, an R-rated Santa before? Uh, that Tom, If you look at Thomas Nast, he did not look like a friendly fella. He looked no. he was, yeah, he's kind of he's kind of he's kind of like uh, he looks militaristic. Yes, yes, very, very, very much so. Uh, so they 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 commissioned uh, Michigan-born illustrator Hayden Sunblom. I think that's how you say it, Sunblom, to develop advertising images of Santa Claus. So I actually thought, for some reason, I was thinking that some of this Coca-Cola stuff uh, was done by Norman Rockwell. Did did he come along later, maybe, and do some other things? I know he did a lot of Saturday Evening Post stuff. But, uh, yeah, maybe there was a, a certain art style that was associated with the Saturday Evening Post and Rockwell right. and that guy just kind of rolled with it. Interesting. Interesting. I knew we were bringing it to the art. I knew it. Santa Claus. So that guy, that guy, uh, my earliest experience uh, with Santa Claus visually, uh, we've talked about on this show many times before, would have to be Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Uh, that, that claymation Santa. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I'll tell you, even as a young lass or lad, what was I? Anyway, when I was we, when I was this we back in the seventies, uh, I remember thinking, "Man, Santa's a dick. He's such a <laughs> such a jerk." I didn't care for that Santa. What did you guys think about Santa from Rudolph? Was he kind of from Rudolph? 
Yeah. Oh, I liked the Santa from Rudolph. From what I remember, it's been a little while since I've seen it, but I I always thought that he was he was fine. I I, I get confused because like you think Beard and Rudolph the Red Nosed Ranger, and I immediately think Yukon Cornelius, and not uh, not at all Santa Claus. But I remember, but I the Santa Claus that I remember from the Rankin Bass stuff is the is the Santa Claus is coming to town, where you get to see like the younger the younger. Um, I guess they call him Saint Saint Nick or they call him Chris, Chris Kringle. They call him Chris Kringle in that. Right. And, and they go through that kind of folklore bit. And I remember that kind of transition more than I remember the one from Rankin Bass. I'm actually looking at an image of a children's book by Frank Baum from 1902. Yes. Yes. That predates the Coca-Cola look. I mean, it's not, it's it's 1902 illustration, so it's not quite the Santa Claus that everybody knows, but it's got the boots and the coat and the fur rim and the long white beard and sack full of toys and all that kind of stuff. So it's Coca-Cola maybe took it more with like the the appealing spin, you know, with right. with the advertising look on it. But no, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm really digging. Yeah. I am digging that. Uh, so did Baum actually do the artwork as well? I know he did. He wrote the story. Uh, that's a really good question. Uh, Illustrator is Mary Cowles Clark. I, I dig what she's got going on. It is, mm-hmm. it is, uh, it's kind of dark, but I, I like it. It's, uh, that's, that's the Santa I could see coming down my chimney. Not that big fat guy that sits up in the North pole and barks orders out to elves and stuff. I don't like that guy. He's a, so he's a because, because of this conversation about like likable appealing Santa and coming down the chimney, I want to bring this up because this, this just came, came up in conversation today, speaking with a friend and she was relaying a story that one of her friends has a young daughter uh, and she was terrified of Santa. Uh-huh. Much like people have um, fears of clowns, this kid could not understand that a strange man was right. going to be in their house while they were asleep. Yes. And it was incredibly concerning. Like it was terrible for this little kid. Yeah. <laughs> so my niece suffered from this quite badly. Yeah, I never, it never dawned on me that that was a thing. Yeah, she had a real issue with that. Before we get too much further into this, do we want to give a spoiler warning for parents in cars with kids? Yeah, true story. Yes, if you're listening to Comics Coast to Coast Christmas special, this is for those over. Those who are, who are, how about those are, they're still questioning their, their, uh, uh, their Santa beliefs. How's that? Did that, did that kind of cover it? Hammond or yeah, Jason. I think so. Yeah. yeah, I just want to make sure we don't we don't we don't out some parents in an unintentionally. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice story. Yeah. So I think, I think I that's a, good. That's what are you talking about, yeah. Hammond? I don't even know what he's talking about because I'm never gonna. There's no spoiler here because, as far as I'm concerned, yeah, there's a Santa. So <laughs> here's here's a funny story. Uh, we're gonna go to Hawaii this year for Christmas, and my wife uh, commissioned my oldest daughter to break the news to my youngest daughter and um, she's nine and the other is 13, almost 14. And so the 14 year old sat her down and broke the news to her. Uh, She handled it. Okay. See, we have these two elves. They're called magic elves. They're not the elf on the shelf. These are cuter and they're girls and they're not creepy and stare at you. Uh, These are much softer and cooler, but we have these two elves that have been coming every Christmas for the week before Christmas since they were born. Right. My old youngest daughter was fine with everything thing until she found out that I was the orchestrator of the elves. (laughs) Once she found that out, things kind of went sideways, but once we got it all put back together and fixed, 
um, my youngest daughter goes, I feel like I'm in an episode of Adam ruins everything. Nah. <laughs> you destroyed all my thoughts and then gave me a happy wrap up at the end. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Love it. It's cute. So, that's cute. Well, that's that's what my friend, uh, th- this person that I was hearing about had to do. They had to tell the kid who was maybe like eight or nine, like really early, uh, earlier than they wanted to, to kind of ease her tension and be just like, look, you can't tell anyone at school, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but this is this is the real deal. And ever since then, it's been fine. <laughs> Christmas is a much easier, much easier time in that household because this kid is not having an anxiety attack every time Santa Claus is supposed to come down the chimney. And I thought, man, like I, I, I mean, I figured it out myself early on. I would say the artist in me, I never had to approach anybody and I had a younger sister, so I just kept my mouth shut. But I, I picked up really early on that the handwriting on the gifts from Santa was very similar to handwriting that I would see around the house. Right. <laughs> so I, I, I I clued in, I clued in quite early. And we were, we were hip to that. So I would write with my left hand. Mm -hmm. So Santa Claus looked like he was, you know, poorly educated Mm -hmm. or, uh, and we made sure we had special wrapping paper that doesn't wasn't repeated uh, throughout yes, the house or yes. so my parents, my parents would do that. They would hide, they would hide the wrapping paper and stuff like that as well. And, and it would like the, the certain gifts would all be from one, one particular type of wrapping yep. paper would all be from Santa. That's that sort of thing. Uh, the thing that, what I, what brought me to this, um, this whole fear of Santa Claus thing, there have been a ream of photos showing up on my Facebook feed from friends. That, uh, I just, I'm at that age where all my friends have got kids under three and, these poor children are are having their picture taken with Santa Claus. Now, I mean, sometimes it's cute and sometimes the kid's fine, but more often than not, the kid just loses their mind to the point where in social media, parents have to be aware that this is a real possibility that you could put your one to two year old in the, the lap of Santa, which I don't know why you're doing that because the kid has no comprehension of Christmas or Santa anyway. Right. And these poor kids are they look miserable and i don't know whether it's the parents that find it funny but it's just like why why are you paying money for this terrible photo of your screaming child and putting this poor dude in a santa suit through all of this because it's what you do yeah but but why is it what you do that's this is the thing that i I call into question It's it's the same reason like the same reason why if people were scared of santa 20 years ago your parents would have been just like toughen up it's happening These days, people are like, no, if this is upsetting my kid, I'm just going to tell them, yeah. you know, what's, what the real deal is with Santa so that they don't have to deal with this anymore. And I'm just wondering, at what point do we get to to, to when uh, parents are just like, nah, you know what? My kid is six and he's excited about Christmas. Then I'll take him to go see Santa Claus at the mall. But when they're three, yeah. why, like, yeah. why why put them through that? That's, that's, that's a, that's a parenting question that I, I probably couldn't Which answer. Is, I, yeah. I, I, it's usually a, with my experience. I don't know what usually is. All I can tell you is what my experience was. One person wanted more than the other. Another, and, and this person was like, eh, you know, eh, <laughs> right. Eh, but yeah, you yeah. know what? I, I, I appreciate that because I know a lot of people, a lot of people, uh, they feel they want to give their children the same experience they had as children and they try to put that one-to-one, but it's, it's really hard to do that one-to-one because each child is so unique, even from, from telling my oldest child about Santa Claus to my youngest child about Santa Claus. I told him at the same age. First one was like, yeah, yeah, I've known for years. And I'm like, okay, 
then I'm just an idiot. And so I'm like, so I kind of gauged that and I went, okay, I'll tell my youngest at the same age. And I told him and he's like, what? Oh my God. What are you kidding me? And I'm like, what you didn't know your brother knew right. years before. And that was, that was my bad, but poor, uh, just inexperienced parenting. How about that? Right. And uh, yeah, so yeah. it's, uh, mm, that's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this isn't the, this isn't the first year that anyone has ever yeah. seen a kid screaming on Santa's lap, though. Like that's that's been happening for a long time, right? But like with the prevalence of social media, Facebook, Twitter, all that kind of stuff, you'd you'd think that it would be a little bit more people would be a little bit more cautious or aware of it. I don't know. Like I for for me, I mean, this is speaking as someone that has no kids. Uh, if I was to put my little one on Santa's lap and they started screaming blue murder, I would just like, yep, sorry, not happening. See ya. We're leaving. We're going to just, I'm going to go quiet this kid down. You guys don't need this. I don't need this. We're, we're going to bail. So, and then, and then what happens? You want to tell you what happens then? Then you walk away with the child out in the parking lot. Child throws a second fit because, uh, he was trying. If you just gave him one more minute, mm-hmm. he would have gotten it. Yeah. <laughs> so, Most of the pictures that I've seen, the kids are not old enough to speak to be talking though yeah oh wow. so that's yes, way too young go ahead we have a picture of sydney and audrey sitting on santa's lap and sydney is being amazing you know just sydney and smiling and audrey looks like she's about like she's seen the devil <laughs> um i think it's a amazing photo because oh here it is i'm gonna stick it i'm gonna hang on I'm going to save this real fast, but it, it sums them up and their personalities in an amazing kind of way. And yes, maybe it wasn't healthy and maybe it wasn't great, but it gave us one of my favorite pictures of my kids. Right. Mm -hmm. Love it. Okay. It's going there. It is. Here it comes. Here it comes. (laughs) And maybe we'll share that in the show notes too. I don't know how to watch him and see what he thinks. No, I'm fine. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That looks, that looks wonderful. I'm, I'm so pleased here and no, let me off the last. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And it's a great picture. And the Santa is really good too. He's an awesome. He's got a, he's got a real beard. I think that's one of the things that puts a lot of kids off is uh, if it's the Mm -hmm. fake beard. Yeah. It's just like, "Mm, even I'm not that stupid is what the, I'll have to ask my friend Peyton because his father-in-law mm-hmm. ha- doesn't have a big Santa beard, but he does have a fairly large white beard. Right. It's not, it's not that long, but it's, it's long enough that he could pass for like, um, is it Richard Hammond that was in Jurassic Park? Yes. John Hammond. Yeah. John Hammond. John Hammond. <laughs> John Hammond. <laughs> you think I would have got that. Spared no expense. What, yeah. But what's, what's, what's the actor's name? John Hammond. Oh, he was, uh. Uh, I guess I think I got the actor, the, wasn't it? No, 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 no. no. Uh, uh, oh, hold on a second. Uh, actor, uh, here we go. I, I think his first time, I think the actress, he might be Richard. That's why I got confused. Anyway, oh. people know who I mean. The, John Hammond, the guy from Jurassic Park. Um, but he did Miracle on 54th Street, I think. Ah, oh, shortly thereafter. Did he? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant the original. Yeah. I'm like, no way. No, 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 not the original. No, 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 no. But he did, a, he did a remake and, but like he, but he has a pretty white beard. So this is the kind of grandfather that, that Peyton's son had grown up with. So mm-hmm. if he had met Santa, it wouldn't have been the first time he saw someone with a big white beard. Right, right. Richard Attenborough. So I'm wondering, Sorry, go ahead. Richard Attenborough. Right. He, um, right, right. So here's the thing though, is you mentioned earlier that Santa had kind of a, a, a dark look. There is something kind of dark about him because he's tracking our behaviors. Mm-hmm. He's almost um, judging us. Yeah. It seems it's, it, it feels like there's, 
you know, we always talk about the good stuff we get, but there's a sinister side to it as well. Where we're punished and it can be kind of severe and harsh. It is very severe and harsh. I mean, Cole, come on. Has anybody ever got cold though? No, not really, but it does make for interesting, uh, an interesting rub, right? It makes, yeah. it makes for good, uh, fairy tale kind of lore. I don't think the original Saint Nick that we with it, I, I believe this is the, I'll have to look at the truth of it. It was years ago when I read the truth of, you know, St. Nicholas and his, uh, his wife used to uh, be gift givers, I suppose, but not in the way that we think of gift givers. Not like, you know, here's a, here's a toy with a train. I don't think it was like that. I I studied it one time before, but I've pretty much forgotten all of it because why? Because every year we're inundated with crap mm-hmm. about Santa. Uh, speaking of, speaking of movies, how about a little trivia real quick? Emailsanta.com. I went to their website and they have a, a cool little section about art, which has movies and different art trivia stuff on it. Uh, the first one they ask is in the movie Miracle on 34th Street. What does the little girl wish for? Is it Harry like uh, hair like Shirley Temples, a puppy, a house, a hippopotamus? It's a house. A house. Yeah, I believe you're right, because uh, she was she was living with her, her mom. Right. In the. Um, uh, in that little apartment, and she wanted something real, right? Wasn't that, wasn't that the thing? Yep, she wanted a house with a swing in the backyard. That's right. Good job, Hammond. You did it. Hey. So the first time I saw Sinister uh, Sinister Santa that I can remember was their Christmas story. Oh, yes. Ho, ho. Beat it, kid. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good, that was a good creepy, and I think it was a good representation of how kids really feel uh, about Santa is a necessary evil. He's a proxy by which we go to get things from our parents. Uh, it's, it's a game, right? It's almost like confessional. It's like yeah. gift confessional. Yeah. Oh, it's Santa mall, Santa. And then, Hey, speaking of mall Santas and, and kind of the topic, well, uh, Homer was Santa one year. Oh yeah. And he and, Bar- he and Barney were Santas. Yeah. That was, that's right. That was, I, was that, I think that was actually the first episode of The Simpsons uh, was a Christmas special. And I think that's the one he did it on. He did. Uh, uh, he it was the first one aired. Uh, not, necessarily, yes. not necessarily the first one created, but the first one is aired. The where Bart steals the video game, too. Uh, that's not that one. Uh, I think you're, is that a barnstormer later on? I think that's a couple of seasons in. Uh, oh, OK. But this one is where they get uh, Satan's little helper, right? Is it because he yeah, he tries to uh, Santa's little helper. It was you call him Satan's little helper, uh, <laughs> which I loved. I thought it was fantastic. But yeah, the the mall Santa uh, gimmick is is a, is a pretty good one they use in in shows and the TVs. And it's also uh, uh, the the primary job of uh, Bad Santa, uh, Billy Bob Thornton, when he was in uh, Bad Santa one and two. I, d- I saw the first one. Yeah. I, I don't remember Back, much of it. Right. The first one was, was all right. It was, it was, uh, if, if you're into wholesome family, uh, Santa's don't watch bad Santa because, uh, this is the opposite of wholesome Santa. This is, uh, it's not quite jackass kind of Santa, but it's, he's, he's pretty rough. He's pretty rough. <laughs> he's not a good My, man. my daughters also realize it in the movie, the Santa Claus, they pretty much, spill the beans mm. because it's the kid's dad who turned into Santa Claus. Right. So the movie actually spills the beans. Right. Which is bad. You don't want to spill the beans. But kids don't pick that up until they get the, they know what's up. Right. And now they know what's up. They're like, oh crap, it's his dad. The movie told us the answer right there. Right. 
Favorite Santa? Hammond. Favorite Santa. You don't have to answer um, now if you don't know. You can think about it for a minute. Oh, I know. I have it. Arthur Claus. Arthur Claus. That's your favorite Santa. The three Santas in Arthur Claus. There was, there was, wasn't, Santa. wasn't, weren't there three Santas in there's, there? There's four. There's oh. Grandpa, the son, mm-hmm. Arthur, mm-hmm. and uh, Steve with the Christmas tree goatee. Ah, yes. Huh. I've never seen this film. Never seen it? It's uh, 2011. It's a uh, Ardman. Ardman digital animation. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's uh, really cute. It has yeah. it has Ardman humor. Very yes, much, it does. Very much. Ardman. All right, cool. And it plays cool. off the whole um, uh, prep and landing, mm-hmm. where Santa has server farms and technology, and oh, okay, nice. It, it I get the the two of them actually match very well together, even though they're different studios and right uh, that kind of thing. They're very well matched. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think I think prep and landing was Disney, wasn't it? It was. It was yeah. Mm-hmm. But there, there, you could put them on back to back, like prep and landing, and then Arthur Claus, and it's like you're watching the same thing. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, it is. Right it, it, it is probably because of uh, well, they they use uh, night vision goggles a lot, and so we've got a lot of we've got a lot of uh, systems like that, and so we see a lot of reds and greens, which is plays well to the Christmas theme. <laughs> so yeah, I, th- I thought the same thing too because when I saw Arthur, Arthur, I was trying to remember, I was like. Wait, because I I remember seeing Prep and Landing. Was that prior to this? So Prep and Landing was first. Uh, mm-hmm. I, had, I had to get that straight in my mind first. Uh, by the way, Prep and Landing, love it. It is a yearly ritual here. We have a recording of it that I watch. And every year, I, I every time I try to purchase it, they're always playing some kind of weird mind games over it. You pick your digital streaming service. And I'm like, just give it to me. ABC, Disney, just give me mm-hmm. the things so I can see it. It's like, no, no, we're not letting it stream until after we premiere it on TV again. So you have to wait until like, I think the 12th or something, maybe like last night or something. I think it was it's, it's right. Right, right around now. Uh, so you couldn't get it. You can't even watch it until then. Luckily I've already recorded. Uh, so yeah. I put it on DVD. I bought it. So when we covered uh, that topic of animation specials a couple years ago, yeah. Uh, Joel recommended it, and I ran out and bought it the very next day. So good. Oh yeah, it's it's a fantastic. I, that it, Naughty versus Nice is also good. Right. Um, I, it has the same charm. It's a it's a little bit a little bit long in the tooth, but but Prep and Landing, the first one, just had a lot of just really solid solid storytelling and and a very well thought out world. And I I I, I, I say this, it sounds kind of silly. I really like McGee, mm. the the woman elf that's in charge. Yeah. Uh, there's something about her that's just super appealing. Like yeah. they, they really nailed that character. And it's, it's like the, it, she reminds me of like that, the, the girl in the sitcom or, or the, like the, the television show that you have, a, that you're supposed to have a crush on, but they're not, but they're, they're not the main right. actor. Right. You know, like they're not, the, they're not the leading lady, but everybody just swoons over this, over the, over the kind of like the, the supporting, right. supporting cast member. Mm-hmm. Kind of like uh, James Bond, right? Money penny. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so yeah, yeah, I agree yeah. with you. I, I love that. And I thought naughty and naughty, uh, naughty and nice. That's the second one where, uh, where our primary elf, uh, is his, his brother is on the coal brigade. I forget exactly what his title, but it's something like that. And then, uh, it's, I to me, I'm, I'm like you, it's, it's not as much fun as the first one, but it's, it's good fun. There's also mm-hmm. a third one supposed to be coming out. 
uh, oh really yeah this year so if i read that cool. right I'll, I'll have to keep an eye on for that because i mean they're all i mean they're all good they're all yeah. they're all worth worth watching and i can't remember who it was but somebody recently said like tweeted out that they had been watching stuff with their kids and they right. they watched the mickey christmas carol yes yes they you know what those the the mickey's christmas carol the once upon a uh, christmas and twice upon a christmas those those are actually really good uh mm-hmm. audrey and sydney both really love those and I, I have to say they're actually really really well done um there's a mickey mini version of gift of the magi which is really cute oh, wow i didn't know that yeah I, Who's I think that? I'm who, who plays the uh, Santa Claus in that, in that Mickey show. Is there, uh, is, is there actual Santa Claus in that one? Not, not in the one I remember. I think every now and then Donald dresses up as it. And then every now and then, um, mm-hmm. I know in one of the ones that the goofy dresses up to try to help Max feel better, but <laughs> yeah. And there's also, I remember one of the shorts, um, one one of the chipmunks dresses up like because he 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 removes the beard and hat from a, a candle decoration or something like that and then dresses up like Santa Claus. Right. Uh, I think he's hiding from Pluto or something. Yeah. Uh, I, I've seen those a lot, you so know, over in, the years when I was did, younger. Do, do they have a? Um, is it is is it Mickey's Christmas Carol? And is it <laughs> so Mickey's Christmas? Mickey's Scrooge Christmas Carol doesn't have, does. Yeah. So Scrooge McDuck plays Ebenezer Scrooge. Right. Um, but there's no Santa in that. The closest right. thing is, um, the, the ghost Goose. of Christmas present. Right. And, and it's, he's played by the giant from Jack and the Beanstalk. Oh, nice. So he doesn't, he doesn't have a beard. Right. Uh, uh, my, I think my favorite like version of Santa, if that's kind of what we're, we're all getting at is the speaking of Christmas Carol. It's the, it's the ghost of Christmas present from the Muppet Christmas Carol. I was going to say, come. So that, that to me is get to know me better, man. Yeah. And he, and he goes gray by the end of the experience with Scrooge. And like, he just, he, he, he sort of has a ho, 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 but it's not quite there. Like it's, he's, it's really subtle. Really, really enjoyed, enjoyed that, that personality. Beautiful. And and speaking of a movie where Santa makes a cameo, there's the Chronicles of Narnia, the new one that came out a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Uh, I didn't know he was in that. Makes a cameo when he gives out uh, the three weapons yeah. to the siblings, which I thought hmm. was, which was awesome. I thought that's cool, man. Santa bringing yeah. some weapons. I got some gifts for you to kick some butt and take some names. I'm, I'm trying Claus. to think if there's a, if there's been a, like a, a Santa Claus, like a real actor playing Santa Claus that I thought was was top notch, but I can't think of one. The Santa Claus I like the most. The one that feels the most like a. A just an honest guy is uh, Ed Asner uh, as Santa Claus and the Elf. I just, I think, I just his his character just seems so genuine. He doesn't seem like a real dick. He just seems like he's a guy doing a job, and you know he's he accepts the fact that the Christmas spirit is waning, uh, but he's still going to do his job, Dadgummit, and he's going to do it the best he can. And mm. he, doesn't, he doesn't he doesn't come down hard on. Uh, on the parents of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, like old Santa from the freaking Rudolph Red-Nosed Reindeer special, where uh, he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I can't believe you would hide the nose. Oh, I'm so disappointed. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. He's such a jerk. Now I'm going to exploit his disability. Yeah. Whatever. Have you guys seen the, the trailers that are everywhere for the new Santa film on Netflix with Kurt Russell? Yes. I'm uh, very interested in Snake Plissken is... Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> Escape from the North Pole with soundtrack. <laughs> I haven't watched it, but I mean, he still has the great big beard from Guardians of the Galaxy, which I think is funny. It is great. And I, you know, I am all on. Look, I think we've talked about this in the past, uh, probably episodes before that we've done over Christmas. My standards plummet when it comes to Christmas movies. It's okay. I will watch crap for Christmas movies just because they're Christmas themed. I'll watch all kinds of crap and I'm going to totally watch this, even though every bit of the ad that I saw for it looks entirely predictable, entirely predictable, but I'm okay well, with that. Isn't that what Christmas movies are though? Predictable. Yeah. It's supposed to be comfort food, right? Yeah. I mean, you can't, you, there's not a lot of trauma that goes into to Christmas films. What the heck? Sorry. That's okay. Tell him to come on in. I thought I uh, killed that. Man. Sorry. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. It was, was it Santa? Did he no, was it talking was, about him? No, it was Provo, Utah calling. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. <laughs> that would have been I don't want to be on the naughty list. I am man, not that would have been, there again. Yeah, uh, if, if we did this live and it was like him and his wife calling, pretending oh, to be I would have brought her in. That would have been hilarious. So good. Love it. Love it. So, all right. So, uh, some of the other Santa Claus. Go ahead. Yeah, I do want to bring out um, the Santa Claus from uh, Rise of the Guardians yes. with the naughty nice tattoos, and mm-hmm. he's a real kind of he's kind of a badass, right? It and it really plays well because a lot of times in our, especially our modern culture, right now we are in the culture of superheroes, and it just makes sense that we would take these fantasy beings that have pretty much superpowers and mix it all in as something like this movie itself. So I, I, I kind of, I kind of dug it. I like the spin on it. That was not as predictable. No, I enjoyed that one. I thought that, uh, the, the way they portrayed the Easter bunny was really good with Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. It was really good. I also really enjoyed, what was it? Uh, was it Jack Frost? The one with the, the kid. That's scary. Jack You're Frost was the main the- character. Yeah. He, Jack Frost was the main character. There was the Easter bunny, the Sandman, oh, uh, oh, yeah. the tooth fairy. Same movie. Right, 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 right. Yeah. The tooth fairy. And I think that was it. Santa Claus. Yeah. And then you had this, uh, the bad guy was the, the really well depicted with the, the nightmares and the horses. Oh, and yeah, uh, yeah. 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 What I remember the most about that movie is what's funny about it for me. It's like Santa had these henchmen and they were like giant, Wookie Sasquatches with top knots. Like they were like giant hipster, but they had big dwarven mustaches. Like it was the design in that film is really distinct. Like it doesn't look like Disney or Warner. Was it, was it a, a DreamWorks production? I think it was a DreamWorks yeah, I think production. Was, yeah, I think so too. And boy, we're going to be feeling stupid if we're wrong, but I think I, I no, it was. Yeah. I, yeah. I looked up the poster. Yeah. It's a DreamWorks thing, but like it just, it, it just didn't look like anything else. It didn't even look like other DreamWorks pictures, right? Like you can sort of look at stuff now and be like, yeah, that's probably DreamWorks, right? Yeah. Um, Speaking but, of DreamWorks, I, the, the thing that has fallen, it, it, it has totally fallen off everybody's radar uh, is the Shrek Christmas. I, I dug that when it used to come on. Uh, it used to come on almost every Christmas and they, they stopped doing it. I guess Shrek just fell out of favor and uh, no one watches it anymore. But I really enjoyed the the take of him waiting until the last second and uh, and totally being screwed because, you know, they had they had the kids in the back of the swamp again. Did you guys see this? You know what I'm talking about? Shrek's Christmas? I know of it, but I think I probably just saw the poster on Netflix and been like, nope, not. Nah, I, I, it. No, I just, I, I was never, I, the first Shrek was fun, but I didn't like the other ones. And I'm pretty sure I did go see them. Like it is, it was one of those things where it's like, uh, 
Was, I enjoyed was it the Canadian humor in it. Was that what? No, it's not that. I think it's just because there was just so, so was the lack of options back then. It was that was the one animated movie or one of the two animated movies in theaters you can go see, as opposed to now where there's like you know Disney, Pixar, uh, DreamWorks, Sony. Like there's all these different things that you can go see now, and the quality is just so high that at the time. DreamWorks and Pixar were the only two people going at each other and they just right. they didn't try very hard with anything Shrek past the first Shrek right, I found. Right. Um so Shrek, Shrek the Halls is back from 2007 is what I was referring to. I I I Wow, I that recent. It. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was older than that. So I, I will say too, I did see the new Grinch film. Oh, did you really? I have not seen it yet. It is very cute. What I like is they make the Grinch very very grinchy. But he still loves his animals. He still takes care of his animals. And I think that is kind of an awesome message. Right. Mm. Agreed. I, think I, I like that it's animated, like that it's not um, Jim Carrey, not somebody in a suit. Yeah, not Jim Carrey. Who did they get to voice him? I uh, don't You don't remember. know? No. Come on, Doctor Strange. Oh, it's uh, it's a Cumberbatch. Yeah, that's interesting. That's right. That's right. And and. Uh, well, who's the guy that's on Saturday Night Live that's been there forever? That uh, he's gone now. Is it? Were you talking about one of the Ke- actors? Keenan. Ke- oh yeah, Keenan. Uh, yeah, Keenan. He's, he's in it too. Oh, Keenan Thompson. Yeah. yeah, Keenan Thompson's in it. Okay. Yeah, I don't really recognize any of any of the names, which is good. Like I, for those kind of films, you almost don't want to recognize people, right? People right away. Um. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't know. I from the look of it, is it done by the same people that did like? Um, the other Dr. Seuss stuff, like, um, no, this is, uh, I don't know. Did we do Dr. Seuss stuff? This is Despicable Me. This is these, uh, Illumination. Yeah. Oh, Despicable Me. Right. So, is it, and that's like a Sony spinoff. I can't uh, remember who's. Is Illum- who's I think the- they were part of Sony, but I can't say. Yeah. Sure. Cause the other stuff was blue sky, I think, yeah. right? The, Sony the ice age people. Is, yeah. Right. Right. They did. They did the other, like, um, What's the, what's the Horton? Uh, here's a who. Right, right. I think those, I think that was Blue Sky. Oh, it's uh, NBC Universal owns uh, owns Illumination. Right, right. Interesting. I mean, yeah. I was think I was thinking it was Sony too, but it's Universal's uh, NBC Universal. So that's, that's yeah. That's interesting. I'm just look. I'm just looking at the designs because I mean, I, again, like because I don't have cable, I don't see all these advertisements. But I'm looking at the designs, and it really like they did a very good job of of staying true to the Dr. Seuss. Right. Uh, designs, but it it just the appeal of the designs reminds me very much of of either Blue Sky or the Sony Sony stuff. So I'm I'm I'd be interested to watch it. It, it looks like oh, it's yeah. uh, it's it's very very cute. I really really enjoyed it. Mm, it looks bright. It looks like it's very colorful. I have a hard mm-hmm. time getting to the I have a hard time getting to the theaters uh, during the holiday season. Never have understood why they released films on Christmas. I'm like I can't. I got time for that. Mm-hmm. I would okay. love to, but I can't do it. So I need to ask you, what's what's a non-Christmas movie that you guys feel like you have to watch at Christmas? A non-Christmas movie. A lot of people would probably say Die Hard, but I don't usually watch Die Hard at Christmas time. It's because I, I usually watch it during the summer for some reason. I don't know why. It just feels right hmm. to me. Um, but that's a good question. What do I watch around Christmas time that is not really a Christmas movie? Here, I'll, I'll give you one while you guys think. Give me one. I have to watch Sweeney Todd every year oh, around Christmas. Interesting. And the reason being is because it came out around Christmas mm. and the the horror movie London, the John or mm. not Johnny that uh 
what's his name? Burton created. Oh, yeah, Tim, oh Burton. Tim Burton. Yeah. It feels very wintry. You're right. And it looks very cold. And so I, it's not a Christmas movie at all, but I do watch it every December. I can watch most Tim Burton movies during uh, Christmas season because I, I was just watching Edward Scissorhands the other night. I'm like, why well, don't I watch this more? Oh, because I don't usually have stars. Oh, yeah, that's right. So I watched Edward Scissorhands. Felt very Christmassy to me, but, but that was probably because I was sitting next to the Christmas tree. Maybe. Also, he makes it snow at the end, doesn't he? he yeah, I think, yeah. So that's what, it, does snow equal always equal Christmas? It does Not always. Does but it equal for Joel? No, no, no. Uh, I'm gonna, I have to take the easy way out because the two that come to mind, if I'm home, if you're talking about like home mm-hmm. films that I own, mostly because of the downtime, I would say that's about when I would start to get back into watching Lord of the Rings. Ah, uh, but they came around Christmas time too, so it's a it's like a sense memory. A little bit, yeah. But it's also because of the time sync to watch those. Um, but in pre, but I watched them recently, so I won't be watching them over this holiday. But uh, to go out to the theater, uh, it doesn't happen every year because they don't come out every year. But uh, my sister, myself, my father, and his girlfriend have made it a tradition to go see Star Wars films when yes, they release yes, at Christmas time. It's part. It's part of our dad treats us as part of a Christmas gift. We go to the movies and we go to dinner afterwards. Right. Um, and so yeah, like it, that's that's the kind of thing that I. And then that I associate battles in the parking lot. Yeah, it's a good thing. It has nothing to do with Christmas at all. <laughs> um, but th- actually, the, the only the only kind of Christmas thing about it is that we have to figure out a date to go. And we usually try to go before school gets out for the holiday so that we're not battling big crowds. Uh, you know, Andrea will take the afternoon off. Dad's retired and I work from home. So it, it's really easy to, to get together on a, like a, a three o'clock matinee and not have to deal with a lot of people. Right. Hmm, interesting. I'm also going to go back and think about what you said about the, you know, the big time sink movies. I'm thinking like maybe Braveheart, maybe a good Christmas movie for me. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, a lot of violence mm-hmm. and uh, killing and sadness and death. And also we tend to watch some Harry Potter movies at Christmas yes. time. It, Those but, are very Christmassy. Yeah, but they usually, but yeah, he, they, he usually goes, you know, has to figure out what he's going to do during Christmas. That's always like the rub, right? It's like, oh, I'm back at school again. And it's Christmas time. Everybody's going home and the Weasleys are having fun. And I have to go stare underneath the stupid steps. Yeah. <laughs> Harry I think Potter. that only happens in like the first one or two. It doesn't he end up going to people's houses after that. Yeah, He does. I think Weasley yeah. has to have him over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, then, and so. then, you know, Ron Weasley's sister and uh, Harry and, you know, it's just, well, <laughs> well, and I, I find too, uh, I don't remember which one it is. Cause I'm not a giant Harry Potter nerd. Uh, even though I do really enjoy the stories. Uh, it's the one where there's the Christmas ball or something like that. Cause that's a very, it's the fourth one. Is it the fourth one? The yeah, that's, your cup. Yeah. yeah. That's the <laughs> flex, that a, flex, that flex. <laughs> uh, that, uh, that is also very Christmassy too. Interesting. Yeah. Hey, that is all we have for Christmas. How about that? We've done this to eight o'clock. Just like I promised. We talked about the Santa Claus. We talked about the specials. We got in here and did a hoot nanny. We planned a hoot nanny. We had a hoot nanny. Dadgummit. Holiday hoot nanny with Hammond. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys for being here tonight. I had a great time. Uh, this is always a special treat. This is our gift to us, like I said at the beginning. This is a gift, gift to us, and hopefully you enjoy it. A uh, chance for us to sit down and just kind of talk just silly and have fun with, uh, with uh, the things we do at the holidays. Uh, Joel Duggan, where can people visit you? I am going to send people to a unique place uh, this week. Uh, I do another podcast about Minecraft called The Spawn Chunks. On the most recent episode, episode 19, we helped uh, the server Vast, uh, the realm of Vastin, 
uh, kind of put out an announcement. They are doing a charity stream this Sunday, December 16th. One of the members of the server, his name is Klautos. Uh, his sister has a brain tumor. And so there's a GoFundMe page. It's a very, very risky and expensive surgery that um, she and her family have to go to. Uh, her name is Jennifer Harper. And so on Sunday, we're all participating in a charity stream. So tis the season. If you want to show up, watch some cool people do cool stuff in Minecraft, uh, potentially make some donations to the GoFundMe. It's the kind of thing where uh, you know dollar five dollars it all really helps and the more eyeballs that we can get on this the better uh, if you go to the spawnchunks.com and click on the latest episode there is a link to the gofundme page and a link to uh, grumpy owl gaming that is uh, the person that is organizing the event so december 16th uh, check out the spawnchunks.com for all the details and hopefully i will see you over on twitch yes that's that's wonderful i look forward to that myself also with us tonight was our special guest hammond chamberlain hammond where can people visit you? Uh, you can find me at uh, jhammondc.com. I do a show with Brian Ibbett called Soundography. I do Beyond the Playlist with jhammondc. Um, and uh, very shortly, we'll be in full production for America's Next Top Podcasting Idol with uh, Brian Ibbett and the three judges of Justin Robert Young, Nicole Spagnolo, and uh, Scott Johnson. Fun. Can't wait to listen to that as well. You can visit me on Twitter at the Brian Dunaway. Follow everything we do at Comics Coast to Coast at Comics C to C on Twitter. You can give us some sweet, sweet love. And if you like on Patreon.com forward slash Comics C to C as well there. If you'd like to send in an email, we have guys at Comics Coast to Coast dot com. Be glad to hear any feedback you have about the show. If you have a Santa Claus story or uh Something interesting to say, or you see, you see an artist out there that you would like us to interview, artist, illustrator, animator, uh, pretty much anybody who creates content, video games. We like all those guys. We like talking to visual people and also sometimes writers because they're visual people with words. Right, Joel? Word pictures. That's right. Word pictures. All right. That's it. So we hope you have a happy, happy, a happy holidays. It's not Easter. <laughs> have a happy Too much holiday. Easter bunny on right? the brain. <laughs> have a happy holidays. And uh, Joel, will you back before uh, Christmas with any more episodes? I think we're clear until after the new year, right? This is this is this is the last year, uh, last last year. Yeah, you got me tongue tied too. Yeah. This is the last episode of 2018. We will be back in. Uh, I think it's the first or second Thursday in the new year. Whatever that whatever that uh, that uh, Thursday lands on. Gotcha. Excellent. So happy holidays to you, and we'll see you guys in a month.
Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. 2014. 2014. Uh, it feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah, really though. Um